Hey friend, welcome to the Lilypad Network. My name is Savannah and I'm a 20-something who is obsessed with climbing the ranks in public accounting as a CPA, but then realized I wanted more than just my career. On this podcast, we're all about discovering our next thing together. Just like frogs pause on lily pads during their journey, we're pausing on this lily pad to discover that thing. On this journey, we'll also learn how to take care of ourselves along the way so we can show up as the best version of ourselves. Together, we're building a network of lily pads. So girlfriend, let's hop to it. Hello and welcome back to the lily pad network. I am so grateful that you're here. Thank you for tuning in. If you're first first time, welcome. And I'm excited to hang out on this lily pad with you for a little bit. This series that we're doing, the book club, book chat, is my favorite in this season of life. I love going to my bookshelf and just picking a book and sharing a passage with you from the book that I've read. If you're tuning in for the first time and you're like, what the heck is she talking about? This is probably the fourth episode that I've done where I revisit the section of my bookshelf of books that I've read, and I just grab whatever one is calling to me. I flip open to a page that I have dog-eared, sticky-noted, underlined, just kind of flip through to find the passage that I want to share with you. And of course, I skim it before, but besides that, I don't prepare anything. I just literally hit record on GarageBand, (laughs) the platform that I'm using to record, and I just go for it and share whatever comes up. I'll share a little bit about when the book came into my life, because I think that is so fun to learn the stories around books and when they come into our lives. And I know you're a busy woman and you don't have time to read all of the books in the world that you want to. And sometimes just getting a little snippet of a book is all that you need to know if you want to read it or you don't want to read it or if you're just satisfied with that much information. And maybe you're not in a book buying timeout like I am, so you can just add all of the books to your Amazon cart. But I truly enjoy the style of episode, and I can't wait to share this one with you because it's a really special book to me. Um, The title of it is The Opposite of Loneliness by Marina Keegan. It is a collection of essays and short stories, and this book came into my life in a really really special time. So I want you to hop in your time machine with me and we're just going to go back so you can get the picture of where I was when I found this book. So I had just finished my second semester freshman year. I packed up my whole dorm room while all by myself, while all of my friends or kind of friends at that point and people living on my floor had friends or family helping them. I literally did it by myself. I met someone to pick up my stuff from my dorm. It was this awesome service that my college had where they picked up boxes from your dorm room, stored it for the summer, and then like delivered them back to your next dorm room door. Um, Met some random person out front of my dorm, handed him my boxes, well, like shoved them outside of my door with my feet, and then slept on the plastic mattress with a really old sheet that I was just going to throw away, got on a plane, well, then woke up, went to the airport. This is the special part. So I don't know why I said got on a plane because this is this is the crucial part. I was coming home for the summer. And I, for whatever reason, thought my flight was like mm, two hours earlier than it was because 
I was in New Orleans at the time. And to come back to Denver, there was either, it was like a 6.59 flight or it was like an 8.30 flight in the morning. Um, and it kind of flopped between which time it was, depending on the season and time of year. And so I thought I was on like the 6.59 flight. The flight actually wasn't until 8.30. So I got to the airport, as you can imagine, like way too freaking early. I'm sure you've done that before. And you're like, why am I here with so much time? So I had, of course, check everything because I couldn't carry like three suitcases on the plane with me. So all I had was my backpack, just strolling around this small New Orleans airport. And I walked into the news store, you know, like the, you know what I'm talking about, where they have all the the crap, <laughs> the snacks and the bookshelf and little touristy items. I'm just wandering around. And then I'm like, I kind of need a book for the plane. I haven't read something in a while. Like, let me just pick up a book for fun. And I just remember seeing this book on the shelf. And I was like, I need this book. I literally knew nothing about it, but I was like, I need this book. And the front of the book just has a girl about my age at the time wearing a yellow coat. And I was like, she looks fun. And it said essays and stories. And I was like, perfect. I can read just like one click at a time. I don't have to get too invested. Perfect book for the summer. I devoured this freaking book. So I want to share one of the essays from this book with you because it is powerful. It is called, the essay is called The Opposite of Loneliness. And it was the speech that Marina Keegan gave at her graduation from Yale. She graduated in 2012, and she was supposed to go work at, I believe it was New York Times. And so this essay was her speech at commencement. She was, I don't know, valedictorian or whatever. She was the speaker for Yale's graduation. So without further ado, this is that passage. The opposite of loneliness. We don't have a word for the opposite of loneliness, But if we did, I could say that's what I want in life. What I'm grateful and thankful to have found at Yale and what I'm scared of losing when we wake up tomorrow after commencement and leave this place. It's not quite love and it's not quite community. It's just this feeling that there are people, an abundance of people, who are in this together, who are on your team. When the check is paid and you stay at the table, when it's 4 a.m. and no one goes to bed, that night with the guitar, That night we can't remember. The time we did, we went, we saw, we laughed, we felt the hats. Yale is full of tiny circles we pull around ourselves. Acapella groups, sports teams, houses, societies, clubs. These tiny groups that make us feel loved and safe and part of something even on our loneliest nights when we stumble home to our computers. Partnerless, tired, awake. We won't have those next year. We won't live on the same block as all of our friends. We won't have a bunch of group texts. This scares me more than finding the right job or the city or spouse. I'm scared of losing this web we're in. This elusive, indefinable opposite of loneliness. This feeling I feel right now. But let's get one thing straight. The best years of our life are not behind us. They're part of us and they are set for the repetition as we grow up and move to New York and away from New York and wish we did or didn't live in New York. I plan on having parties when I'm 30. I plan on having fun when I'm old. Any notion of the best years come from this cliched should have, 
If I'd, wish I'd. Of course there are things we wish we'd done. Our readings, the boy across the hall. We're our own hardest critics, and it's easy to let ourselves down. Sleeping too late, procrastinating, cutting corners. More than once, I've looked back on my high school self and thought, how did I do that? How did I work so hard? Our private insecurities follow us and will always follow us. But the thing is, we're all like that. Nobody wakes up when they want to. Nobody did all of their readings, except maybe the crazy people who win the prizes. We have these impossible, impossibly high standards and we'll probably never live up to our perfect fantasies of our future selves. But I feel like that's okay. We're so young. We're so young. We're 22 years old. We have so much time. There's this sentiment I sometimes sense creeping in our collective conscious as we lie alone after a party or pack up our books when we give in and go out that it's somehow too late, that others are somehow ahead more accomplished, more specialized, more on the path to somehow saving the world, somehow creating or inventing or improving, that it's too late now to begin, a beginning, and we must settle for continuance for commencement. When we came to Yale, there was a sense of possibility, the immense and indefinable potential energy that is easy to feel like that slipped away. We never had to choose, and suddenly we've had to. Some of us have... focused ourselves. Some of us know exactly what we want and are on the path to get. Already going to med school, working for the perfect NGO, doing research. To you, I say both congratulations and you suck. For most of us, however, we're somewhat lost in this sea of liberal arts, not quite sure what road we're on and whether we should have taken it. If only I'd majored in biology, if only I'd gotten involved in journalism as a freshman, if only I'd thought to apply for this or for that. What we have to remember is that we can still do anything. We can change our minds. We can start over, get a post back, or try writing for the first time. The notion that it's too late to do anything is comical. It's hilarious. We're graduating from college. We're so young. We can't We must not lose this sense of possibility because in the end, it's all we have. In the heart of a winter Friday night my freshman year, I was dazed and confused when I got a call from my friends to meet them at ist, ist, ist. Dazedly and confused, I began trudging to SSS, which, side note, is a Yale building that houses the dean's offices in a large lecture hall probably the point on campus farthest away. Remarkably, it wasn't until I arrived at the door that I questioned how and why exactly my friends were partying in Yale's administrative building. Of course they weren't, but it was cold and my ID somehow worked, so I went inside SSS to pull out my phone. It was quieter, the old wood creaking and the snow barely visible outside the stained glass, and I sat down and I looked up at this giant room I was in at this place where thousands of people had sat before me, and alone at night in the middle of a New Haven storm, I felt so remarkably, unbelievably safe. We don't have a word for the opposite of loneliness, but if we did, I'd say that's how I feel at Yale, how I feel right now, here, with all of you, in love, impressed, humbled, scared, and we don't have to lose that. We're in this together, 2012. Let's make something happen to this world. And that is the end of that passage. I would encourage you to go watch her 
give the speech. I believe it's recorded somewhere, somewhere on the internet. But when this passage came into my life, I was in such a weird spot. I had finished my first year of college. I was sitting alone in the airport. Like I had no friends going to the airport at the same time as me. Um, a lot of people like would coordinate with friends on when to go to the airport or they would go hang out with their friends during the summer. And I literally had none of that. Like I didn't have plans to see my friends until the fall and like what semblance of friends I had. Um, there's probably one, two people, maybe five that I still talk to for my freshman year. Um, most of them, the friendships did not develop until later on. And I just want to encourage, if you're listening to this and you're still in college, you're about to go to college, you're about to start something new, move to a new state, and you just don't have friends, you don't know how you're going to make friends, you're confused, I want you to know that it will get better. You will find friends. You will make it happen. And just like Marina says, you will find that community that creates the opposite of loneliness for you. You, you will find that feeling. It takes a while. It's not easy to find. It's hard. But it is worth trying to find that because when you have that, when you feel, as she says, unbelievably, remarkably, unbelievably safe, it's powerful. And you feel like you can do anything. And you know that the people around you believe in you and that you can do it. A few other fun facts about this. I mean, this isn't really fun, but Marina was, I'm trying to look in the introduction really quick, but I believe she was set to go work at New York Times. If it wasn't New York Times, it was another amazing um, newspaper article journalism type job and on her way to um it was maybe it was the new yorker this is really going to bother me that i cannot remember which it is um she has had nonfiction published in the new york times um fiction has been published in the new yorker read on npr um Ah, oh, gosh, this is going to bother me. I should, I see, this is why you should prepare Savannah just a little bit. But she passed away within a couple weeks, if not a week, of graduating. She was in a really bad car crash and she passed away. And when I was reading this, I was three months out from losing a good friend in a car accident. And so in some ways, it felt like, like he was speaking to me through this book. And I just want to encourage you to listen to the things that you're reading and to seek out things that maybe challenge your, your point of view or your perspective or just take a pause when you're reading and you're like, whoa, maybe this is a message from someone in the afterlife or from the universe or God or source or creator or whatever, that maybe I need to slow down or speed up or that I will find the opposite of loneliness someday. And I just need to keep on holding faith because I would bet if you asked 
Marina. She did not find the opposite of loneliness in her first week at Yale. Like maybe that's, she thought she had it, right? Because we all think we have better friends than we do maybe the first week of college. But I'm sure for her, it took time. And it's okay for it to take time. The last thing I want to share is my favorite quote from this book. I just have to do it because it is right before the the um, opposite of loneliness passage. It is from a poem by Marina Keegan. I actually have part of this poem tattooed on my back because it's just so powerful. But the little passage is, do you want to leave soon? No, I want enough time to be in love with everything. And I cry because everything is so beautiful and so short. And that's where we're going to leave today's episode. Thank you so much for listening today. If you love this episode, I'd be honored if you shared it with a girlfriend. Like stop right now and text her the link or post it on social media and tag me so I can personally thank you for helping me get the message out. Together, we're building our network of lily pads. I'm so happy to hop through life together. Until next time.